You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. So as we get going, uh, Tom asked me this morning if my shirt was an acronym. And no, it's not. It's just simply pray, period. Um, and that's, you know, I've kind of been wanting this shirt for a while. Uh, it has First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. But as I was getting ready for this, pray and prayers just kept, kept coming to me. So we're going to look at praying for open doors, praying to respond and be ready, and pray for guidance in the scripture. All right, so Acts 8, 26 through 28, the conversion of the Ethiopian official. So before I get into this, previously when Justin uh, preached last week, it was about Philip, and then we get into Simon the sorcerer um, and repentance and those things. If you remember that, repentance, if we haven't noticed yet through Acts, repentance is kind of a main thing, kind of a big deal. So yes, John, we're going to keep hammering repentance. (laughs) And that was a message that uh, Josh sent me earlier in the week, you know, not me. So, um, but by golly, don't we need to repent a lot. Acts 8, 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch and high official of that government, Justin, I forgot, Candace, not Candace, Candace, queen of the Ethiopians who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. So we, we, we leave off towards the, towards the middle of chapter eight, where if you kind of, if you look at it, things are going pretty well in Philip's ministry. <clears throat> they're sharing the gospel, they're converting people, they're getting them. You could say it's kind of, booming a little bit. They're growing. And that was being called to leave to a desolate road, to a place he's just kind of out. It's outside the city, but it's kind of, he's having to leave where things are going well. Very interesting to me is an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south. And verse 27 says he got up and went. Almost like it was no questions. Okay, I'm going. So he's walking, no idea what he's walking into. Um, this is a, a quote. I don't know the guy's first name. I couldn't find it, but the last name is Boyce. Um, this is what he said. Philip was the frontline man. He seemed to be utterly indispensable, yet it was at precisely this moment when God called him to leave the area. You know what? I, he, he followed and he followed. He got up and he went. But it also makes me wonder, did it, he left. Now somebody else had to step up possibly. In his role, left, vacated. Now it's time for somebody else to step into a new role and learn how to lead, how to share the gospel, those things. Now, that's not in the Word. That's my fault. That's something that I wonder. But we that's logical to, to an extent. We see that if in my in my business, or if a head coach leaves, you know, now possibly somebody gets promoted. And that, that's how I think of it. Some notes I came across as thoughts that I had. You know, he's leaving a booming ministry 
you know, some may have thought that it was foolish for him to leave and go to, you know, leave a prospering place and go to a desolate one. Verse 28, it says, um, and he was sitting in the chair on his way home reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. Um, I think if we came across that, that would seem kind of odd. Um, in that line, it seemed to have been a common thing to happen at that point in time for somebody to be reading aloud. Um, my question was, why was Philip so willing to jump and to go? I mean, the angel said go, and he got up and went. It seems like with no question. I think it's because he was in prayer and he, and he wanted to respond to open doors. Acts 29, Acts 8, 29. The Spirit told Philip, go, go and join that chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So there's an open door. Spirit told him to go. He went. Still didn't know where he was really getting into. He just heard go and he went to the chariot. I like how he ran to it. And maybe he had to catch up, you know, but it was neither here or there, but he ran to it. So he was ready, ready to go. Verse 31, the um, Ethiopian said, how can I understand it unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So then we have a pray for an open door, pray for guidance in the scripture. What I find interesting is the spirit is telling Philip to go, but also the, the spirit is working on the Ethiopian. The Ethiopian is really aware, aware of it. Philip's more aware of it because he's in tune, but the spirit put the Ethiopian there. Pray for guidance in the scripture. Verses 32 through 35. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shear, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34. The eunuch said to Phil, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about? himself or someone else. Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus beginning with that scripture. Once again in Acts, and once again just period, the Old Testament scripture is used once again to share the gospel of Jesus. I know I've kind of been on, I've said that a couple of times up here. I just, it just keeps hitting me. I just love the Old Testament is relevant and it's needed because prophecy, that's a whole other thing I would love to get into at some point. But I love how he says in verse 35, he proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus. Last week in Acts 8, 12, Justin was preaching and said, but when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. The message of the gospel is simple. It's repentance and acceptance. I think we overthink that. I overthink things. We overcomplicate things. It's not that complicated. Jesus, I got tattooed on my wrist. He came, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven and he's coming back. It's that simple. 
Those that believe, we repent and then we accept. It's not, you don't, and I'll get into this more, it's not about how much you know, yet we need to know the scripture. But it tells us that the Spirit is going to give us what we need when the time comes. But it's important to be in tune with the Spirit. And we're going to dig into that in a few minutes. But again, the message is simple. They're, they're preaching repentance and acceptance about the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 8, 36 and 4, through 40. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Verse 39. Now most of your Bibles probably skip from 36 to 38. 39. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Zotus, and he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Verse 37, it wasn't in, I used to CSB and NLT, and that's not in there, but you click for notes. Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Because this is like I said, verse 36, and you said, look, there's water. We'll keep you from it. If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. How did the Ethiopian know about baptism? Because if you look at it, it seems like they just kind of skipped, okay, we talked about this now, but oh, there's water, let's get, let's get in it. No, Philip shared it with them. Philip shared the gospel and part of it that the commandment to do. Philip was preaching repentance. Did the baptism save him? Did him get in the water save him? No. His repentance and acceptance of what Jesus did on that cross is what saved him. And that's what saves us. Now, baptism is important because it's a commandment. But that's not what gets us into heaven or not. Accepting Jesus Christ and repenting and changing of our ways, that's what does it. So we've touched on the prayer. Pray to respond and be ready. Pray for open doors. Pray for guidance in the Lord. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to go back a little bit, then I'm going to, I'm going to retry. I want to challenge us to do this. If we go back to the beginning of what we talked about in verses 26 through 28, there's a lot of neat little nuggets of things as, as we get into the Word that, that really we shouldn't ignore or we should dive into. Um, I chose to not, and I wasn't led to get into it much, but there's some things we need to be asking praying about and asking why. Why did this happen? Why did this? Why that? Why this? An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south of the road that goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. We should be asking God why. Dig in the scripture. There's more verses that point to these things. Why an Ethiopian man and a eunuch? There's some really neat stuff that almost went down into a rabbit hole. I say rabbit hole, not a rabbit hole, but interesting stuff. But there's things that we're seeing in this scripture about some prophecies being fulfilled. The Ethiopian that came as a eunuch that came from Cush. Look at the Old Testament, Isaiah and things. There's 
There's whole things there. We need to be looking into that, challenging ourselves to grow deeper in the scripture so we can piece all this together and learn, oh, that's why that happened. Towards the end of this, you know, it's easy for me to kind of skip over, but when verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. Like, it kind of makes you do a double take. Whoa. Like, but as you dig, that ain't the first time that happened. It happens a lot. It wasn't just Elijah, like Spirit. I mean, can you imagine coming out of the water, being baptized, giving your I mean, you're already feeling great because you just gave your life to Jesus. And you come out of the water and you see who you're with, just whoop. What's verse 4 say? He appeared in another city, another area, and he was traveling, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Those are interesting things that we need to dig into, I believe. Um, that's by prayer. We need guidance in Scripture. We need to be ready. I just think it's time for some of us to dive deeper, ask those hard questions, look into the Scripture, get deeper and deeper into it. Okay. In tune with the Holy Spirit, how do we be? How do we respond? How are we ready? How do we look for open doors? How do we look for guidance in the Word? We have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. How do we get there? Prayer. And I know I've said this several times. I'm not trying to be the dead horse, but prayer is for a lot of us is not what we thought it was. It's not about what can He do for me. It's not about asking for blessings. It's about being in a relationship in close communion with the Father so that we can respond and be ready when those opportunities come, when those doors open, when a scripture is put in front of us that we don't understand, and we read and we ask him for help, and then he points us to somebody to guide us in it, and then we come back and make sure we pray about it. We as believers, no matter where we are, should pray, not only to understand scripture, but for God to provide someone to help us understand it. And then we must, we must go back in prayer to ask for help and discernment. There are men that I really trust a lot with scripture, but I still can't take it from the gospel truth. I have to get back into the word and ask for discernment. And I trust my dad more than anybody on this earth, but he's still human and he's still a man. And I have to go back into it and check. I hear something in a sermon that I listen to our podcast go, that makes sense. It's really interesting. I still got to get back in the Word and pray and make sure it's in line with the truth. Because it's, like I said, we're human. It's easy to be swayed. One little off, I texted Justin earlier in the week. I found it so interesting. The beginning of this, I said, and I said, a spirit told him to go. And he quickly, it wasn't me. He shot back, no, it was an angel. But just that little mistake that I made, you know, it's not right. Again, it's not about what God can do for me. Do I think we should ask for help, of course? Do I think we should ask to be closer, to protect us? Oh, yes. But our calling, our job is to spread the kingdom of God. It's not about what he can do for me. It's about how can I be in close communion and relationship so that I can share the gospel effectively, be ready for open doors, and seek guidance and guide someone in Scripture. Can't say it enough. It's not about what he can do for me. And those of you that know me well know that I spend a lot of time on my knees asking, do what 
what I thought was best for me. Fix my situation, fix me, fix everything. And he's just looking at me going, okay. But I also want to challenge you in prayer with this. I don't want to get in my stuff, but the Spirit's going. We're going to go with Him. After what, what I've been through, I see it more. I sense it a little bit more. I've been through some stuff, and I've watched three best friends go through it. All opposite ends. But friend from a long time ago is in the middle of it right now. It's okay to be broken. It's okay. It's okay to tell the Father that you're broken. Because sometimes I think, and I still challenge, have the problem with this, going to him, thinking, I gotta be more ready. I gotta be more ready to approach him, to drop to my knees and tell him, I need you. Mm, I screwed up. I tried to fill a void on my own, that only you can feel it. I knew, but I did it anyways. Because maybe this time, no. And I willingly chose to sin to try to fill the void. But you know what he said? It's like in the back of the head, I said, come on, come closer. But I challenge you in your prayer life, it's not just, just looking for the words. It's okay to tell him exactly how you feel. It's okay to tell him you're angry. It's okay to tell him that you hate him. It's okay to be real with our God because he wants you to come closer. You want a real relationship with him? Be honest. Don't talk to him like you would if you were praying in front of everybody. Get down in the mud and the dirt and be honest with him. He ain't gonna strike you dead. I promise, I'm a living testament. Maybe this is too much, but I've given two birds to the air and I've said exactly what I thought and how I felt. And all I felt was his arm to get tighter and tighter around me. That's all I felt. So I challenge you in your prayer life, be honest. Don't hold back. He wants a real relationship. And in order to get there, we have to be honest. In order to get to where I'm talking about today, about being ready to respond in front of the gospel, you got to get out in there. It's okay to not be okay. As the worship team comes and joins us, I'm going to read from Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 says, Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him, no appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He, he knows how you feel. He knows what it's like. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains. 
But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him. And we are healed by his wounds. Do you hear that? We are healed. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He didn't punish us, he punished him. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Remember, he could have ended it like that. He could have called the angels and it could have been done, but he chose to die for you. He was taken away because of oppression, oppression and judgment and who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. He was assigned a grave with the wicked but he was with a rich man at his death because he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a guilt offering, he will see his seed and he will prolong his days. And by his hand, the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant, will justify many, he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion, and he will receive the mightiest spoil, because he willingly submitted to death and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ and would like to do so, please do it. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.